From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part two in our series, Let's Talk About Sex. This week, we are focusing on the sex conversation as newlyweds. And as we start today's show, listen to this quote from Sue Johnson. She said, sex is perfectly natural. It's something that's pleasurable, it's enjoyable, and it enhances a relationship. So why don't we learn as much as we can and become comfortable with ourselves as sexual human beings because we are sexual? Mm-hmm. And really, there's no better time to do that than in that space as newlyweds. And that's what we're going to be talking about on today's show. But first, we start each One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And if this is your first time listening, a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone in the one family whose Mm -hmm. marriage has experienced breakthrough or transformation. And by the way, if you're a brand new listener, we're so excited to have you as part of the one family. And we're glad that you're here. This hug comes from an email that we received that starts with saying, we've been married for two years and have an eight-month-old son. I'm so thankful that we found your podcast early on in our marriage. Newlyweds, my husband found it first and then shared it with me. We both really appreciate your insight, encouragement, and honesty. And even though we're both quite open ourselves, your podcast motivate us to keep being open and honest with each other, especially on the topic of sex. The most recent aspect of sex that we've been trying, that we've been having to process is time of day, more specifically morning sex. Yeah. While we've had sex during all parts of the day, I find morning sex really hard in several ways, and this had created feelings of hurt for both of us. I listened to 424, Anatomy of an Erection, and it was exactly what I needed to hear. It was neat to hear a bit more about the different sleep patterns and also to hear how morning sex can be so special and important for the man. Mm. We're still in the process of discussing this and hearing where the other person is coming from and what they'd like, but I'm so thankful for the knowledge you have given us. Thanks again for all you're doing, and thanks so much for being approachable and reachable. It means a lot. P.S. Please, 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 please come to Canada. Yes, we do need to make it to Canada. We do, and to all our Canadian uh, listeners, welcome to all of you around the world. Welcome. You make what we do each and every week um, pure joy. Yep. Pure joy. We're so we're so excited to be in this series talking about sex and looking at the the conversations around sex from a lot of different angles. And and last week we were just kind of talking about the how important it is for couples to talk about sex. Have that conversation. Have that. We, we got to open up. We got to be talking about it. Absolutely. And you know, this week we're we're starting at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? As newlyweds. And you know, first I just want to say we know a lot of you are not newlyweds, right? We know a lot of you in the one family are not newlyweds, but chances are good that you know somebody who is, or you have people in your life that are getting married, or maybe just maybe you're going to hear something today about areas of your marriage and specifically your sexual intimacy that the two of you haven't yet talked about. And maybe should have when you were newlyweds. So don't, don't turn off the show because you're going to be able to get something out of this to either impart to someone else or to use in your own marriage. And the truth of the matter is, is that learning to talk about sex as a newly married couple or even a we've been married for a while couple is a skill. It totally is. And th- that doesn't matter if, you know, if like you had sex prior to getting married or you're coming into your marriage as a virgin. Learning to talk about sex is something that most of us, like there, most of us did not have the parents that sat down and said, honey, when you get married, 
here are the, the topics around sexual intimacy that you and your spouse are going to need to talk about. Hmm. Like the idea of either one of my parents doing that, I, I can't even like, there, there's no imagination possible where that happens. And yet, you know, Tony and I are raising our kids in a complete, like our kids, when they have to talk about sexual intimacy with their spouses, I can only imagine what those conversations are going to be like, because we've made it, we've normalized it. I, I hope they don't go, Hey, listen to my mom and dad. Our kids will not. Do, I, <laughs> I can guarantee one might and one definitely will not. Right. But, but it's this idea that we can develop a skill. And yet it's something that a lot of people don't even think they need to, they need to dig into or develop. Right. We, we live in this place where it's like, you know, we're adults. What's there to talk about? Like, mm-hmm. like this is just going to happen or it doesn't. I mean, I, I've watched movies. I've seen TV shows. It doesn't look that hard. Right. We, we can do this. How, no how, problem. Yeah. How hard can this be to figure out? Or, you know, all of those messages that we received over the years about whether sex is good or bad or, you know, what it is from church or parents or anybody else. Those aren't going to impact me. Like, I don't, we don't need to address that. We don't need to talk about this or, you know, kind of those, um, those myths or expectations that are out there that, well, we're just going to have sex every day. Like we don't even have to talk about it. Like I just know we're going to get married and we're going to have sex every single day. Mm -hmm. Or I'll never have to deal with being like, I'll never be too tired for sex. Never, ever, ever. Or, you know, we'll never have as newlyweds. We'll never have any type of sexual issue. Like we're like, I love you. You love me. We're so compatible in all these different ways. Like our sexual intimacy, like we don't need to talk about it because it's not gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like saying, you know, we're so compatible. We don't need to talk about finances because that won't ever be a problem. Or we're so compatible that we don't have to talk about in-laws because I don't know. Like folks, you're bringing two different people together. We need to talk about these things. And specifically, we need to talk about sex. And, and I will tell you, Tony and I did not. No. <laughs> no, we didn't. Like, even saying that out loud, you guys, is such a... It, it takes me so far back. I mean, Tony and I have been married for 23 years. So it's been a few years since we were in the newlywed phase. Um, and we've shared on the show, we did have sex before we got married. Mm-hmm. A- and we weren't really talking about our sexual intimacy then. You know why? Uh, here, here's my opinion to this because as we grow up, and especially in the, those teenage years in the the early twenties or whatever, it's sex is so emotional, and mm. I think we always think it's just going to be this emotional connection with our spouse, and it, it's it's all about feelings. It's all about butterflies. It's all about oh my gosh, it's so amazing. You know the ejaculation, the orgasm. If you have those, um, it, it's just so emotional. And after that, it dies out. Like, what do I talk about after that? Because we had sex. It was good. It wasn't so good. But there's nothing more to really talk about. That's what I feel like. And so why the conversation doesn't get opened up. Because it is compartmentalized in one place, in one time, in one area. And that's it. So is it that it's so emotional or is that it's so physical? I think it's both, right? There, okay. there is that physical component, but there is that emotional high that comes, that emotional charge that comes prior to the physical act, right? So what you're saying then is that it's it's the it has the emotional component without the emotional intimacy. Correct. It, it, and when I say emotional, I think I'm meaning more of the the feelings. Okay. That like like the, those feelings of like, ooh, I have an erection. I gotta that, do something about this. I gotta do something about this, right? There's this there's this emotion, right. right? Not, not, not an emotional intimacy, the, the connection of us connecting 
audibly, but this, oh my gosh, I have something, it's physical, and then we're done because we compartmentalize it of this is where it is, this is where we do it, and Mm -hmm. that's it. Outside of that, we're not going to discuss it. We're not going to bring it up. And I think that's what we did a lot in our early years as well. I can't remember or think of a time, especially in the first apartment we had in Palm Desert, that two-bedroom apartment, I, I can't think of a time where we had sex outside of our bedroom. And we had the whole place to ourselves. Like we didn't have any kids. We had that that office, which we really didn't need, but we had it because rent was cheap back then. And we were just like, ah, whatever. We would sit down in our living room every, almost every Saturday and watch football because we've always watched football together. We never had sex on that living room floor that I can recall in that bedroom. And then we moved over to Loma Linda and it was the same thing in Loma Linda. We had that two-story cool townhome that we lived in. And I can't, I can't even remember having sex in that place t- to tell you the honest to goodness truth. It's entirely possible that it we, was ha- like- we lived in Costa Mesa and, and this is still in our newlywed years, everybody. I mean, we, we moved, that's like probably in the first two or three years of our marriage. We were moving like once a year mm-hmm. or less. And then we had that awesome one bedroom place in Costa Mesa, mm-hmm. one bedroom, big living room, amazing, like sort of dining kitchen area. And then we had that sliding glass door that overlooked the pool. Right. We Nobody was ever, floor. right. Nobody ever even was in the pool. We didn't ever get in the pool. We never had sex anywhere other than in that bedroom. Okay. But that bedroom did have a full wall of mirrors. Sure. But we, did we, did we discuss mirrors? Back no. Then? No. Like yeah, now we do in position in yeah. position of the month club. I mean, we get in there with our with our summit partners, and everybody's talking about you know mirrors on the ceilings and on the on the walls and all this sort of stuff. But in our newlywed years, never ever ever would we have talked about oh wow, let's get out of our bed and and make love on the floor, maybe in front of our mirrors, mm-hmm. and enjoy that because we weren't communicating that with one another. Right. We didn't have we didn't have the language or the ability or even the comfort level with discussing expectations. With sharing, you know what, I, I want mm-hmm. this or I desire this or, or you know, how do we even make sexual intimacy a priority? Because again, there's this expectation that it's just going to happen. True. But if you don't know how it's going to get on your calendar or how it's going to be a priority for the two of you, then all of a sudden you find yourself married and you're like, you're dealing with work and you're dealing with volunteer obligations and you're dealing with friends and you're dealing with all this kind of stuff. And you're like, it's been three weeks since we've had sex. What the heck is going on here? Well, some of our our friends who are newlyweds talking to them recently and moved into their first place together mm-hmm. and boxes are still there. everywhere. Right. They're, because they're, they're still unpacking and where does everything go? And you could even hear in that sort of like, but it's not like ready yet. Our, our first apartment isn't ready. There's still boxes everywhere and we're still trying to clean it up and mm-hmm. clean it out and make it our first home. Right. And so I think there are those things that come up that distract us real quick mm-hmm. from being sexual with one another in our newlywed years. Right. And, you know, I mean, and that's not to say like, can I say one more thing though, too? I, I'm jump just, in. I'm he, just jumping he's in. He's fired up about this. You guys. I am because we, I, I've been, I've been blessed recently to just talk to so many new newlyweds mm-hmm. and, and I just, I love it. Uh, there, there's nothing more joyful for me to, to, to talk to newlyweds, especially those of you who are listening to the one extraordinary marriage show, because you're, you're, already intentional. You're already jumping in. You're, you're going, wow, this is something that we didn't hear. But one of the things is sleeping together. Just, just the, the, the physical act of being in a bed and sharing that bed with somebody else. Yeah. There's a whole challenge that nobody ever talks about. 
that in itself brings up, wow, like he's turning over and I'm waking up. I need my beauty sleep. Like, or, or she's moving around and she's hot or she's cold and the blankets are getting pulled off. And, and there's a, there's a, a dance that happens between husband and wife as they are learning what it feels like to be compatible. Mm-hmm. And to, and to deal with all this. And, and what I was going to say before Tony wanted to bring up the bed thing, which I'm glad that you did is that I, I want to be real clear. It wasn't like we had horrible sex all the time. No, but the, the amazing, wonderful firework, you know, encounters, when I look back, they were, they were unpredictable. They were rare. And that's just our story. We know there are a lot of you that are newlyweds and you're in this newlywed season and you're having great, amazing sex. And to that, I just say, congratulations. Yeah. Right. This is, this is not to say you're abnormal. Go for it. Absolutely. Go for it. But we have to be aware that there are many, 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 many couples out there who are facing all kinds of challenges around sexual intimacy in this newlywed season. And we heard challenges from you guys that there were things like, I don't know how to express my desires, my wants, my needs without hurting feelings of my spouse. I'm too scared to open up. There are a lot of you that are newlyweds and you're struggling with body confidence issues. What is my spouse going to think when they see me naked? Mm -hmm. I specifically remember that one. There were years, years that we never had sex with the lights on. There were years that I only got naked after being in bed, like Mm -hmm. covers up to my chin. There were years. I mean, it wasn't until after we started the one extraordinary marriage show, you guys, that we had sex with our eyes open, which is a whole new experience and something that you should do often. Yes. Some of the other challenges are that you, you have these differences in desire that you didn't know were going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I just thought that, you know, the overarching um, or the underlying message here is I thought my desire was going to be matched by my spouse's desire and they either are either higher or lower than me. And I'm like trying to figure out what do I do with this? Some of you were so transparent and you said, you know, you've struggled to get in the mood. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to initiate sex. I get it. There's a reason we have 19 questions to amazing sex. There's a reason we have resources on how to initiate. Why? Because this gal right here, did not know word one about initiating. Mm-hmm. Poor Tony. Yeah. And we do have a cool uh, guide for initiating. It's called Top 10 Ways to Initiate Sex with Your Spouse. And I'll put a link here in the episode notes. If you want to check it out, go to com slash initiate. There you go. And, you know, one of the other things that somebody said, and, and, you know, I just, I remember seeing this comment as I was going through the comments and it says, I, I thought it would be easier to turn my spouse on. Mm. And there's just so much weight in that. And, and, you know, as I was preparing for the show, the thought that kept coming to mind is that, that before you get to the newlywed, right, before you are a newlywed, you have to be in the courtship fiance planning for the wedding stage, right? That, that's how you get to be newlywed. And in that season, you're spending all this time researching, right? And, and, and having these conversations and what are our colors going to be? And what's our first song going to be? And how many different cakes do we have to try until we figure out what our cakes are going to be? And what are our dinners going to be? And how do we plan for our honeymoon? And there's all of these conversations that are happening with all of this intentionality around a six to eight hour window of your life. And yet this sex piece, what is our sexual intimacy going to look like? How are we going to prepare for this? What happens if we run into challenges? What happens if sex is painful? What happens if I am not in the mood? And here's the thing. Some of you may have gone through premarital sex or 
premarital uh, counseling. Mm-hmm. Good on you. Were these questions asked and answered? For the most part, from from our experience, they're not. And it's never too late. Think of it as like, hey, you know what? These are questions that we should have answered and asked of one another prior to even getting married. So let's do it now. Absolutely. And and that's all. Just look at it as a, as a place of like, hey, you know what? Wow, we talked about some things. And yet this wasn't it. And just because we're married doesn't mean we don't ask them anymore. It's more of a reason to press in and say, you know what? Let's start taking some time and going over some of these. Like Elisa said, you know, get the 19 questions to amazing sex. I mean, that's going to get you in there quick. But for some of you, it may just be like, hey, how many times a week do you want to have sex? That's a high desire, low desire type of a, a question. So you guys can understand, you know, what helps, what helps you get in the mood? You know what, because if the question is, I struggle to get in the mood, well, all right, what helps you to get in the mood? Mm. For some of you, it may be like, you know what? I just want to take a bath. You know, I just want to relax a little bit. I want to read. I just want to listen to some music. For others of you, you know, it, it may be, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think, you know. Well, I think of, you know, I mean, we know couples in, um, in the position of the month club. I mean, they've talked about slow dancing. Yeah. In their living room, they've talked about walking into the bedroom and they see candles lit mm-hmm. or, you know, the LED, you know, battery operated candles, uh, the diffusers. on. Like there are all of these different cues that can help you to get in the mood. But if the two of you don't ever have the conversation. Right. It's like you have the conversation with your wedding planner. This is what I want my wedding to look like. Right. This is what I expect when I walk down the aisle. This is what I want my guests to see when they when they sit down at the reception. We're having those conversations, but we aren't having the conversations say, okay, what's, what's our backup plan if, you know, there's a little bit of friction, mm-hmm. right? What's our backup plan? How are we going to handle this? And we need to talk through those things because, you know, here on the show, we've spent years, almost a decade now talking about married sex, but we haven't talked about so much about sex in this newlywed season. And it's why this show is happening right now. And as part of this series, and we need to address what it looks like for those of you that are in this season, or for those of you that know people in the season. And we're Mm going to do that after we hear from this week's sponsor, Love Deeper. Love Deeper is the workshop for you and your spouse to learn more about not just why you are the way that you are, but how your two styles work together to create your own extraordinary marriage. Based on science, the 18-page report at the heart of all of this is going to equip the two of you to better understand everything from finances to communication styles to personality and even your sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. But more than just that, we pair the report with a live two-hour workshop where Tony and I are going to review every single page of the assessment and take your questions. Think of the workshop as both knowledge and action. So don't miss out. Register now at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash love deeper. Join us for the workshop, get your assessment and walk away with powerful insights for your marriage all by signing up at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash love deeper. So we asked all of you, you know, we do these questions from time to time on Instagram stories. And just as a side note, if you want to participate in any of our polls, that's where you find us at One Extraordinary Marriage there on Instagram. But we asked you, what do you wish you would have known? And it's so telling because as you look at these answers, you're like, okay, this is actually the strategy, mm-hmm. right? When you ask somebody, what do you wish you would have known? That lays out the strategy for you of saying, how do we move forward? Right. And the thing that kept coming up, the response that kept coming up over and over again is that communication is so important when it comes to sexual intimacy. And that goes back 
to our episode that we talked about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think I learned, even prior to starting One Extraordinary Marriage Show, but definitely when Elisa and I took on our first sex challenge, the 60 day sex challenge, you got to be open. You got to be open. You got to be open, you got to be honest, and you got to be transparent. You have to be. Prior to that, we weren't with one another. And I can tell you, I know the shift and the breakthrough we've had in our marriage, making sure that those three things happen. Mm -hmm. Do they happen all the time? No. And yet we're willing to strive and go after it. Because when those three happen, that's where I believe that, that ability to talk and open up about your sexual intimacy really begins to happen. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you'll be talking about everything from, you know, differences in desire to what mm-hmm. works to what doesn't to, you know, do we want to have sex in the daytime or nighttime? You know, what does that look like with our schedules and things like that? But it's, it's saying, you know what, the act of sex within a marriage isn't just the physical act. It's the emotional mm-hmm. component to it. And the way that you get to that emotional intimacy is you got to be able to share what's going on inside of you. That's why it's so important. The other thing that so many of you said was that, you know, sex is newlyweds and moving into that sexual intimacy in your marriage. It's a learning process. That is the truth. That, it, that, that, I mean, right there alone, it's a learning process. It's still a learning process 23 years later for Tony and I. A different learning process. But in the beginning, you definitely have to realize and understand that you guys are doing something that is can feel a little bit off, awkward, not natural, not normal because of who you guys are and where, and where you guys have had those conversations where you have it. So believe us when we say it's learning one another, Mm -hmm. you are definitely going to go through this process. I believe the intimacy lifestyle, and I I would assume Elisa would say the same thing. The intimacy lifestyle is the best way and the quickest way to, to enhance that learning process because you're not having sex once a month. You've come together, you've discussed, Hey, what does it look like to have sex twice a week, three times a week? What are we planning? And you do that as as you know, you do that as consistently as often as possible, you're going to learn quicker. Mm -hmm. So I would say go to what? One extraordinary slash scheduling sex. That's a perfect place to, you know, learn about the intimacy lifestyle. You know, a couple other things that you all, you know, wish you would have known. And and one is that sex can be painful. Mm. And I've had coaching clients that have, you know, had vaginismus. I've had coaching clients that have, you know, various different things where sex has been painful for both the man and or the woman. And so knowing that allows you to address it when that happens, as opposed to it being the elephant that sits in your room. And just as a side note to that, um, one person said, and I love the way they phrase this is that lube is your friend, get (laughs) it early and use it often. Yep. And that is like, I wish, I wish somebody had said to me, I can't imagine it happening because I had this big Italian bridal shower, but I wish somebody had said to me back at my bridal shower, you need this bottle of lube. And if you have a friend who is getting married and she's having a bridal shower, Hey, there's nothing better than giving her a nice bottle of lube. We have a few different kinds on the Amazon shop. Um, so, you know, if you need recommendations or suggestions, that's where I would go. I, I do that. That's what people get from me at their bridal showers. And they'll look at you like, what? But, you know, that's that's where you come beside them and, and lovingly go, 
you know what? This will be very beneficial for you. Take it on your honeymoon. Usually what I say, you know, other things that people said, and I think it's so important and it's, it hits to the heart of what we do here at one extraordinary marriage is that you have to put in effort to make your sex life extraordinary and keep it from being routine. Mm. And it took us 11 years to figure that out. That's why if, if all of you who are newlyweds or you know someone who's getting married, if you share the last five minutes of the show with them and say, Hey, you need to listen to this. Like that's a game changer. If we could have learned early on that we actually had to put effort into our sex life, that it wasn't just going to happen, we would be leaps and bounds above where we even are today. Yeah, we took it for granted, I would say. Both of us did. We, we just figured, oh, it's always going to be here. It's always going to be something we do. And before we knew it, we weren't. Mm-hmm. And we really did take it for granted. And, and I love that. You know, that you got to put forth effort. Even in these days for Elise and I, there are still times when it's just like, we do have to, you know connect with one another, talk about it, make sure that we're, we're on the same page. And, and especially when we're running when, and it's like, oh my gosh, like we're doing the intimacy lifestyle. It's like today's Friday. Annalise is like, we got to have sex today. Okay. Well let's make this work out for us. Like, how are we going to do that? So we, we have those discussions often. And you know, the last thing I want to say is that sex does matter Mm. in your marriage. I didn't know as a newlywed how important connecting sexually with my husband, how important that would be, how much, you know, my decision to engage in that process or in in our case, not to engage in that process, not to engage in that intimacy. I didn't know then that it was so important. And I can't tell you being on this side of the microphone, how many, how many marriages that have ended way before their time because newlyweds didn't know that sexual intimacy matters to the health of their marriage. And it absolutely does. Don't, don't poo poo this and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, roll your eyes at us and be like, whatever you guys, it matters. It matters when you're a newlywed. It matters when you've been married 40, 50 years. It matters all the years in between. It's not something that you put on a shelf and you say, you know what, we'll get to that someday. That someday is today. And I'm not saying like, I've been real clear to say sexual intimacy because that will look different for every single one of you listening. Mm-hmm. But being sexually connected to your spouse does matter. And it starts when the two of you get married. Yeah. All right. Go on out there. Let's talk about sex. You newlyweds, let's talk about sex. And for those of you who are not newlyweds, we hope that you know both groups are able to dive in here. Maybe get a golden nugget. Get something out of this where you can talk about sex open honest, and transparent with one another. That's what it's about. So go out there. We're here for you guys. We're cheering you on because we know the difference it makes to be able to speak freely and open and open up about your sexual intimacy with your spouse. Go out there, go do it. Join us next week as we continue the series. Let's talk about sex with our friends. We love you guys. We're excited for you and we can't wait to catch you next week. Love you guys. Take care and we'll see you next week.